0: This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for KISS Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. I'm your host, Scott Malone. With me... As always, is my co-host. His name is Chris Cook. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome to this episode.
0: Happy New Year! Yeah, yeah. We, we did it. Yeah, uh, well, kind of. We're not there yet. We gotta, yeah. we gotta wait until the stroke of midnight. Because, uh, dear listeners, we are recording on New Year's Eve.
1: Ooh, on a New Year's Eve
0: afternoon. Right, the most exciting part of New Year's Eve. Oh yeah,
1: with all the anticipation builds for New Year's Eve parties that are never any good.
0: Right. Yeah. When you got your partying out of the way last night. too. Oh, right? yeah. It was yeah. my
1: partner's birthday last night.
0: So we had yeah.
1: people over, played board games. I right.
0: A, I had a fire in our living room, in our fireplace. How, oh, in your fireplace. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was going to be like, wow, that does sound like a party. Oh, yeah. We sacrificed some goats. It was really yeah. really wonderful. Like at first when I heard like board games, I was like, mm, he does know how to party. <laughs> yeah. But then like the fire and I was like, that sounds like one hell of a board game.
1: Party parties in Edmonton in the middle of winter
0: where you literally like have to start fires because yeah. it's so fucking cold outside. This is true. We've gotten like, again, like just how much snow did we get recently? Just, uh, just shit on again.
1: Yeah. But it was, it It hasn't been that bad of a winter though. And here we are talking about weather on our podcast about kiss.
0: Fair, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. By the way, everyone, we will be talking about kiss and in particular, Peter Chris's 1978 solo album, a part of the, four studio albums that they release simultaneously. We'll be doing that, but we're just playing a little bit of catch yeah. up right now. However, how are, um, ho-
1: how how were your holidays, my friend?
0: The holidays have been good. Um it's always something going home for Christmas cuz I love my family very very much. Um it's, so it's always nice to just kind of like just decompress with them. But then it's it's more like the like getting together with like so many relatives like mm-hmm. all the time and just Everyone's got their own idiosyncrasies, you know, grandparents, you know, mm-hmm. they're just... You don't want to kick a hornet's nest by saying something wrong. Yeah, like, literally, like, they're, like, not to blow up anyone's spot or anything like that, but, like, be there, like on Christmas Eve, there was a party, and it was just no music played at all. Because, like, you don't want to upset the elders, you know? So, like, the TV was on, but it was just nothing. So you know oh, it's, it's just as dry as dry can be. You should have put on Peter Chris's solo album. Yeah, thank you. Bring the party together. Yeah. Um, I did have a pretty fun Christmas morning though because unfortunately, my sister uh, was uh, really sick with the flu the mm-hmm. entire time. So before we actually opened our uh, our gifts for each other, um, she was just laying on the couch and just like went to sleep. so like my family, we decided to watch die Hard. Bef- That's awesome. Before we opened gifts, which was kind of unprecedented. And uh and my folks had never seen it, and uh it was great. It sounds like a wonderful Christmas tradition. <laughs> right? Every every Christmas morning you watch Die Hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that.
1: Yeah, then at Christmas night you watch Die Hard 2. And in between those you watch the first lethal weapon movie, because that one's a Christmas one as well. Is
0: it as well? Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, it's something at least. <laughs> I don't know. I watched *Lethal Weapon* like a few years ago. I found it didn't hold up no. at all.
1: Yeah, well, like the first scene with Mel Gibson is him nearly blowing his head off. He right,
0: like I mean, that's that's he's interesting. At a picture at of his
1: dead wife and his stick, he sticks a gun in his mouth and then just goes to work. Right,
0: <laughs> as you do. It's it's just a part of your morning routine. And you know, you a, get up, you brush your teeth. You put on your clothes, and you stick a loaded gun in your mouth. And those
1: movies would qualify for like action comedies. Like, there's a lot of comedic moments in those movies. Yeah, like
0: didn't Shane Black write Lethal Weapon? Did he?
1: Maybe. I think he did. I think I should should know it at the very least. But the second one deals with apartheid in South Africa. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's like where it's like I have diplomatic immunity, right? And or then, Mur-
1: uh, then no, Murtalk is. Is uh, anyways, he blows his head off and says it's been revoked.
0: Oh man, a great line. I forgot about that. That's great. I think maybe the reason it it didn't like, you know, blow me away or anything like that was because I think I I had come just off of like finishing like the whole series of The Wire, mm-hmm. so like all of a sudden, like seeing. Cops portrayed in that way compared yeah. to The Wire. <laughs> I, like... I
1: I misspoke. It, the opening scene isn't him with the gun in his mouth. I'm pretty sure Mel Gibson's opening scene is him at a Christmas tree, like shop, like an outdoor place where you buy Christmas trees, like undercover, like busting a drug ring. And mm. there's this big shootout in Christmas tree, in a Christmas tree lot. <laughs> it's just, it's Chris
0: Christmassy,
1: as Christmasy as you can get right
0: there. Holy fuck. I really fucked up. Well, yeah, no, it's good. Maybe, maybe, yeah, we'll throw a Lethal Weapon into the uh, the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any good, like, New Year's Eve movies? Like, are we talking action movies or just... I don't know. Just... Any, anything. I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously, there's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Love Actually probably has a New Year's Eve oh, scene, yeah. doesn't right. it? Right. There's New Year's Evil, the slasher movie from the 80s. <laughs> well, then we found one. Right. I guess I, I guess it was... It was sitting under my nose the entire time I mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, been up to anything anything else fun recently other than uh, other than Christmas
1: no just uh getting set for the next run of my show we open yes. up here in Edmonton so we start rehearsals we have about a week of rehearsals we start that next week so I have about one more week off nice so just uh, getting ready for getting ready for that so getting my head clear trying to get healthy that sort of thing right how is your health? Ah. it's relatively fine i did hurt myself last night at the party yeah i mean i, I should have said
0: how did you hurt yourself and explain it to the audience <laughs> okay i have two different events last night two
1: of course first one uh you'll notice a band-aid on my hand i was breaking branches on my knee to put into the fire ah yes and one was a little strong and my hand slid down the branch and it got sliced open <laughs> About a centimeter or uh, like a quarter inch gash on my palm. Right, enough and where you bleeding. needed to bandage it. And then later, I was sitting at the uh, my fireplace has a little, uh, like basically a step out from it, like mm-hmm. a made up made of bricks. And I was sitting down on it, and I stood up, talk, talking to someone, and when I sat back down, I had moved, and so I missed it, and I landed, and I have a big bruise on my back from where I landed. <laughs> Jesus. You do yourself no favors, man. No, no. Uh, I'll blame, I'll blame alcohol on that one. The, sure. The the cut hand, I just blame on my buttery soft skin. Is that how you
0: describe your skin? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty disgusting. But- buttery soft. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm I'm disturbed right now. Go through it with a hot knife. I've, yeah, or you know, a hot branch. <laughs> check out Michelle Branch over here. I don't know. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, I know. Terrible. <laughs> oh, uh, before we go on. Um, oh. One mm-hmm. uh,
1: thing we always forget.
0: One Of course. Well, it's like, now the average is like, well, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Detroit Talk City. Uh, you can uh, email us at Detroit Talk City pod at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook group. Uh, we've got a website, which is Detroit Talk City com where we like to throw up any sort of bonuses or you can that's where you can find all the episodes and it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at scatmanmalone and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at el chris cook totally uh, anything else you wanna touch on um, you've been watching uh, the World Juniors no I haven't Hockey? been no I not at all been.
1: no I because I because you know I don't have cable uh, <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Do you even own a TV?
1: Oh, I do. I have several. But uh, no, I just uh, haven't been. It's just been kind of out of my mind. I've been watching highlights because mm. it's great hockey, but I just haven't really sat down to watch any games.
0: Right. Yeah, I've, I've happened mm. to have like a little bit of time off recently, so I've been able to watch. Well, no, I didn't catch Canada's game last night, but I caught the first two. Well, really? They beat Denmark, what,
1: 14-0? 14 nothing. yeah. Yeah.
0: Watch that with a couple of buddies yeah. and that was a lot of fun if
1: Denmark had scored on all of their goals they still would have lost by two
0: did they only get 12 shots in that game yeah yeah it was the sort of thing like I don't know if you remember like back in the day or maybe you still do it when you play like rec league or whatever mm-hmm. um where you just like let the clock run you know I was like this this should be one of these times yeah. like let the clock in my run.
1: rec league it's when you're up by seven goals right there you go just yeah and it's so it's so humiliating because you're just well just destroyed. just
0: destroyed like like the the Denmark goalie like once it got to eleven nothing like and he was believe me could have been way worse than fourteen mm-hmm. nothing like he was keeping the minute but you just see him just like laying on the ice just like destroyed and he like plays for the Medicine Hat Tigers a WHL a junior team you know like he's he could possibly make the majors one day you never know he's mm-hmm. he's got a just the defensive core of Denmark is just lacking to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so yeah, they've, they've been a lot of fun. They get, they get really fun once, whenever we play, uh, Russia or USA mm-hmm. as well. It's kind well, of a sure. TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I went to, uh, I went to a couple Oilers, Oilers games recently mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, I was lucky enough to, uh, one game was against my, uh, beloved Philadelphia Flyers and, uh, I was lucky enough, we were sitting seventh row behind um, the Flyers bench. Puck flew up into the stands, landed right beside me. Mm-hmm. So I got my first ever uh, game puck, game played puck, which was pretty cool. But the funny thing was that I, uh, it fell right beside me and I stood up and I'm wearing a, a Flyer jersey and I like grabbed it and stood up and like held it out to the crowd and waved and just got like showered in <laughs> booze from the crowd. <laughs> So then, of course, I played it up like a wrestling heel, like, now nah, you like that <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. I even flirted with the idea of like going over to a kid, like, ah, maybe, and then like pulling it back uh, just for like pure heel move. But it's like, I could actually get my ass kicked uh, yeah, if I do that. I kind love of thing. the
1: hatred that people would have for you in that moment.
0: <laughs> All at the same time, you are an Oilers fan. I know. There's literally two games. I, I, I was, the Oilers won, and you know what? It was. I was happy. I clapped every time the Oilers scored, yeah. too. I literally did. You just wanted everybody to have fun. I when Whenever the Flyers play the Oilers, because I love both teams pretty much equally, Um, I want the game to go to overtime yeah. every single game that I see them play. That way, at least like, both teams are getting points, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a funny thing. Because then, yeah, literally, I went to a game the next week against Tampa Bay. And, yeah, I wore an Oiler jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you still did the heel moves, though. It, to take puck away from kid, and I didn't. I didn't actually do that. I I did see. I did notice a kid like looking over and like staring longingly. Be like,
1: kid, you can wait. I waited this long.
0: That was exactly my my feeling. Actually, was uh, was like I remember being a kid, and man, did I want a puck to fly up into the stands and then get it. and it was like I finally got it. So you know what? What
1: I always wanted at the. Uh, Edmonton Eskimos games, whenever they would score a touchdown, I don't know if they still do this. They would go around and, like, throw mini footballs into the crowd. Oh, yeah. yeah. And every time I would run down to try to get one, and I never got one. It's one of my life's greatest regrets. <laughs>
0: yeah. Because I'm sure as hell the not list going. And the list is ample of yeah. your of your great regrets, I'm too. sure
1: as hell not going to go to
0: a CFL game to try to get one. You're probably not even going to a CFL game.
1: No, I, I have been... Probably over a decade, and I've no plans on going.
0: It's been years and years for me now, too. I don't know. CFL is terrible. It is true. Yeah. Well, should anyway, we, uh,
1: should we go to a little bit of a break here and then I think so, get yeah. into 1978's Peter Chris?
0: Yeah, we've got a lot to uh, sink our teeth into on on this guy, and we've got some. It's going to be a controversial one today because uh, I've gotten a, a little bit of. Some feedback from uh, our boy Peter Chris Cook over here. Baby, so... don't
1: you let me down.
0: Exactly. Oh God, <laughs> save it. We'll uh, we'll take that opportunity. We'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Louder!
1: You want some more? And we're back. What a break!
0: <laughs> I am
1: very excited to talk about this album.
0: Yeah, okay, so uh, as we mentioned before the break, we're talking about 1978 solo Peter Chris album, although it's still like the Gene Simmons album and all the other ones has Kiss branded right on top Mm -hmm. of it, but no other Kiss members appear on it at all. This is is a Peter-Chris joint.
1: Yes, it is, and a huge cast of characters joining in, the amount of session musicians and Members of the Session Band was like it goes
0: on forever. Quite, quite. There's probably over twenty different yeah. musicians involved in it. Yeah, Peter at least managed to drum on seven of the ten tracks. But it was
1: th- an injury prevented him from doing the other ones. Is right, what I read.
0: Yeah, but you know, whatever. like
1: probably a nose
0: injury. From... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right, uh, a nose injury. That's that's good. Um, like I don't know about you. But like I have it, I have I have a lot of theories about this album. But uh-huh. uh, maybe maybe before we get into that, we'll just give a little uh, we'll give a little taste of what we're talking about. I'll start off with the uh, the first track. This is called "I'm Gonna Love You." It's a little boogie woogie rock and roll. Uh, yeah. It lets you know what you're getting into. It really does.
1: <laughs> will you will you at
0: least say? He sounds amazing on this record. On this record, I'm not gonna go that far. No, there are times when it's like, yeah, there's that voice coming through that you know you deserve to sing. I just kind of wanted to get to the the horns. I do, I do appreciate the horns on this album when whenever they're used. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> listen to this enough
1: uh all right i'll i'll say my few words that i have to say about this please album. do please do uh there are a lot of songs on this album i do not like there are songs that are just not they're just weird and it, it's the and one of the things i really read about this album was like the hubris of this album from peter chris because yes. they just his he thought he was a superstar of kiss because of Beth because of Beth which granted their biggest song they've ever had and he's the singer of it so i
0: could i could see why that hubris developed um right and especially with his injury
1: uh yeah yeah and i uh there though we've talked about albums from kiss and there are albums that i've said i've liked and i've liked those albums because of like a couple of songs Mm -hmm. that i really liked on it and so by that metric i really like this album because okay. there are a few
0: songs on this album I really, really like. Okay, the... uh, what are, what are, what's, okay. what's one of the let's... ones that you really like? So let's 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 get into this. Because I can tell you definitively, there's nothing that I really like on here. What about "Rock Me, Baby"? No. Um, what? This one? This is the only one I don't have notes written for. <laughs> one, two, three, boom! Again, I like the horns.
1: I just really like this, the, there's a driving nature to this song and, like, a, a
0: rhythm to it that I really like. Well, and this is track... i not pretty sure this is the one that Peter doesn't drum on. Yeah.
1: Um, I really like the cover of Tossin' and Turnin'. Right. The uh, the uh,
0: 1961 number one hit by one Bobby Lewis, who I've never heard of Bobby Lewis before. Um, yeah, it's okay, again, 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 again. you're kind of, yeah, you're cherry-picking the, uh, the boogie-woogie rock ones with the horns and stuff. Okay, and one that I'm not happy that I enjoy, Mm -hmm. uh, number six, no, 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 we're talking about easy thing, you gotta be kidding me, man. (laughs) Go 50 seconds in. Okay. (laughs) Got it time coded and everything, huh? Oh yeah. This is this is this is the vocal performance you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, it's him sounding amazing. An the voice of an angel. <laughs> you know, Give me a. a <laughs> my my note that I wrote for this song was just Beth. This ain't. Yeah. <laughs> This is the I really. Thing oh. To, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I would be more okay with "Easy Thing," um, and but but it's probably my main complaint of the of the album. Four of the ten songs on this album are ballads. Oh yeah. That is way, way too much. If Easy Thing was the only ballad on this album, I think I could probably stomach it more. But seriously, by the time um, you get to um Don't You Let Me Down, it, it seriously goes ballad, rock, ballad, rock, mm-hmm. ballad, rock, ballad. For for the rest yeah. of for the rest of the yeah. album.
1: I, I do genuinely enjoy hooked on rock and roll too.
0: <laughs> right, and again, it's one of the yeah. I suppose maybe if the entire record, like if the entire record is all songs like this, with "Easy Thing" as the lone ballad, yeah, maybe I give it an easier shake, uh-huh. okay. a more fair shake. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just these
1: these are jams, and the, what, we talked about this a little bit a few days ago, but there are songs, and the especially when the horns come in on this album. It reminds me a lot of my favorite band, which we'll remember from episode one of this podcast, is Huey Lewis and the
0: News. Which, which, okay, which by the way, I, I this has this seems like this has evolved a little bit because at one point it was your favorite album, and now it's your favorite <laughs> band.
1: Yeah, it has evolved. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like that wasn't established before. <laughs> um yeah, I, yeah and, and and yeah that did occur to me when when i was like because you you wrote me a text because we 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 rescheduled this recording at one point and you're like i like, spoiler alert i like 80 percent of this album <laughs> i was like that can't be possible <laughs> but but then i was thinking about mr sports over here mm-hmm. and things started to become a little okay. a little clearer okay
1: uh before i move on I have something I need to read.
0: Oh, please do. A break in format. All
1: right. This is from the East Texan, the student news site of A&M Commerce since 1915. This is from Andrew Burns, the editor. January 5th, 2016. I am both an unapologetic fan of 70s Kiss and an avid reader of the Rolling Stone magazine. Neither side has ever really seen eye to eye with the other. While I mostly agree, agree with your reviews of the magazine that the magazine publishes, there are, obviously, times I disagree. The review for Kiss's material in the 70s is among those times. We are all aware that the proper Kiss, that the proper Kiss albums from this time, time period are balls-to-the-walls rock and roll. <laughs> Each one has something to offer, riffs to roll out, and standout tracks to be celebrated. However... Due to the overwhelmingly negative reaction from the magazine to the solo albums, I've avoided them for years. Among fans, and even according to the magazine, Ace Fraley's solo album is considered the best. It had a hit, New York Groove, and thus sold better than the rest. In Rolling Stone's Album Guide, published in 2004, the album received two and a half stars, which is more than any other solo LP, and even higher than some of Kiss's proper albums of the era. While there are some tracks that I enjoy off of Ace's solo effort, particularly the last three tracks on the first side, I considered it a pretty significant step down from Kiss's other works from the time period. If this was what the, as good as they got, I thought to myself, what's the point of even trying to listen to the others? The first Kiss album I was exposed to was Destroyer. From the first time I heard Beth, I knew that Peter Criss was my favorite member of the band. When I went back and listened to everything else from the 70s, this only intensified. Hard Luck Woman, Nothing to Lose, Dirty living are three of my absolute favorites from the area, and Black Diamond has, al- has always been and will always be the pinnacle of KISS, in my opinion. I've got a thing for scratchy vocals, and to me, Peter was way ahead of everybody else in the band from this standpoint. So I finally decided to bite the bullet and check out Peter Chris's solo album, which got a measly one star in the Rolling Stone album guide. I couldn't believe it. Not only did it not suck, it blew aces out of the water and was a great album on its own merit and that could proudly stand alongside Kiss's greatest offerings from the era. Era. Peter brought so much soul to the band, so much soul to the band and he bared it all out on his LP and only to get shit on by critics and even many fans. But to me, from smooth rockers like You Matter and Me Jesus and hooked Christ. on rock and roll to full, delightful so- soulful stirrings Don't You Let Me Down and two of the best ballads to ever appear under a KISS label Easy Thing and I Can't Stop the Rain Peter Chris's album is one of, one that stands the test of time more so than any of the others Sometimes the best records go unnoticed I guess that what that's what makes ge- them gems for the Christmas this year, I decided to purchase my first ever Lord record player. Is... I've enjoyed going through old and battered collections from pawn shops, and even bought a few new records in mint condition. I ordered five albums from Amazon, <laughs> and I just had to, that I just needed to have in vinyl. Three of them were under the Kiss label, but the first one I purchased was Peter Chris. I couldn't be prouder.
0: <clears throat> so, folks, you probably heard. Uh a moment where there was a big edit uh, (laughs) where all of a sudden it just seems like there's a big shift in there because I did not approve that nor do I approve it now. What the hell, man? (laughs) He just went completely rogue on that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I read that, a couple of days ago, and I just feel felt like I had to. Uh, what you re- just stood up and saluted, <laughs> and just like I need, I'm
0: going to subject the, like every poor listener to this as well. You're going to subject me to that? That's some asshole's opinion. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're assholes giving our opinions, but Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs>
1: uh, so uh, I think you owe me feelings, for that one. <laughs> yeah, I think my feelings are pretty justified on this album. Oh, what? Because you <laughs> looked into the echo
0: chamber and found some other douchebag? I found a student
1: a green... newspaper from 2016. Yeah!
0: Like, what, the, what relevance does that have? What you know... are you doing? <laughs> uh, the,
1: the reason I found it is I was looking at reviews from the album, and every review was like, this album sucks, this album sucks, <laughs> this album sucks, and then I found this guy, and I just...
0: You just wanted to just you're they're in full kiss army mode. By, like with that, that is the most kiss armyest shit I've ever seen you do. Like, it's like you just read a manifesto on on the air. Yeah. Uh, wow. I may be blowing my brains out after this. Yeah. It's they'll be blown somehow. Anyway, um, yeah. Okay. There is some validity to this. Okay. Because. If I'm giving my my opinion on this album in general, I both understand the scorn that it gets from Kiss fans, mm-hmm. and I also think it's overblown.
1: And and I'll I'll be clear: despite all this bullshit, I'm saying I
0: understand why
1: it's unpopular. Like it's not a rock and roll album, it's right? Like, like it's whenever an R&B whenever,
0: album. whenever there are tracks that rock it boogies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's
1: like, it's not, it's not, it has the most, I could see like, and some of the songs did get done by kiss. There's like Toss and tur- tossing and turning. and yeah. turn. I think was the only one that
0: got done on the dynasty tour.
1: Yeah. But it, in any case, like, no, it, of course it doesn't fit within kiss. And I understand why it's people hate it.
0: Right. Well, and that, and that's why I think some of the scorn is a little overblown. Cause if anything, well, it's tough to say, does Peter deserve more credit for, venturing the farthest out of all of them to make such a non-kiss sounding album like should he be ridiculed Mm -hmm. or or should he be you know or should people be justifiably pissed off like hey why are we buying a kiss album that sounds like this i don't know yeah
1: and i think that's if you're pissed about that then you should just be pissed that they made four solo albums
0: Right, because realistically, what they should have done, and I've said this from the beginning, is they should have just taken all the best songs from the four albums and just made one really great album.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty simple, you yeah. know. But it's the it's the, it's the history of of Kiss is that the egos and this. I do like that they they talk about how this, these solo albums were a way for Gene and Paul to like be like, okay, guys, yeah. Do it. Go make your solo albums. Right. It was just like yeah. a way
0: to appease. Just to get some space Ace and, and and Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Get the the fucking crazy guys who love to party. <laughs> get it. Get it out of your system. Um. I found it interesting that um. It was the same producer of uh, Vinny Poncia, who he, he both produced this, and then he produced Dynasty mm-hmm. and Unmasked, and. It's interesting that he would have done this album and then he was the one that went to Paul and Gene on Dynasty and said, Peter's uh, drums are substandard. And that's why he, Peter, only drums on one song on Dynasty and mm-hmm. doesn't drum on Unmasked. On, on or no, he, I mean, he might drum on, I forget. But um, it's just interesting that that, that that specific producer was the guy that was just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that's the end of Peter actually drumming for Kiss, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, an- another another reason why I think people... Um, I, a justifiable reason why there might be some scorn for this album is you're buying a solo record from the drummer of KISS. Is there a single song on this album where the drums are a highlight? No. Not even at all. No. A, a little bit. And I think that's not great, to be mm-hmm. honest. I Like, yeah, maybe it doesn't... Um, Lend itself as well when you're it's some sort of R&B song, but I would like I would think if I if I'm a kid growing up in the '70s wanting to hear my my favorite drummer's just put out his solo album, I'm expecting a little bit of drums or something mm-hmm. like that, not just like i Guess what? I'm not a drummer. I'm a crooner. You yeah, know? <laughs> and I I I think that's totally justified,
1: totally. And but that goes back to what we were saying earlier is that he saw himself. As a superstar, yeah. When he went into making this,
0: yeah, which is you know, the kitty cat is never going to be a superstar. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not going to happen. Like like, like outside y- of my mind, at least. No, because goddamn, bitch. to like children, he will be, but like it can't even be for like teen girls, you know? Like it's too childish, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You paint in your face up like a cat. (laughs) You're trying to be a serious solo artist, and you look like a kitty cat. It's just exactly meow. (laughs) So I think that might be the uh, the elephant in the room (laughs) that we're just not addressing. Is like, are you out of your fucking mind? You're gonna be some like immortal superstar, and and he is within the realm of Kiss. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Well but that's if when you're
1: playing huge shows, people are loving you, when you go and do Beth Live, you bring the fucking house down.
0: Right. Oh yeah, you're like you're you're right you're, up front. Yours you're sitting on the stool, the rest of the band is off stage, like you like the, the spotlight is on yeah. you. It's you're, your biggest hit ever. And
1: then afterwards you're getting drunk and high, just being like, I like just
0: like, that was my my the, moment. The that was pure, the moment. That the was the moment word. that broke bro- brought the house down. Just
1: hubris. Just
0: hubris. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I will say, um, I do. Have, I do have a couple compliments for the album. One is uh, the usual thing that, I, that we address for every album. This is a little over thirty-four minutes. Good on you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I at least like was able to like. Okay, I could squeeze in. Like, okay, I got a half an hour. I can squeeze in a listen of, of this and not have just some daunting like, you know, hour-long slog to get through. It's mm-hmm. like okay, whatever. In and out. Yeah. God, I wish there's what these ballads would stop, but <laughs> like they just keep on coming. Um, and the other I would say is uh, nothing really stuck out to me as like their normal sexist, rapey trash. No,
1: that's very true.
0: Like it's like because Peter was writing it, so I don't know. It just it just seemed very it way less toxic than than a normal yeah. Kiss album. The
1: the only and. The, the song that that's kind of sugar
0: papa likes it's just like it's not a i mean i i i, I fucking hate this uh uh nah fuck it uh, there we go this is number 5 on yeah i
1: didn't want you didn't need you want me to kick you.
0: yeah uh, yeah, it doesn't it, even it, boogie. It, it it stinks. Yeah, it's a real stinkeroo for sure. Um, I don't think I have much more to say about it. Oh, I think it's worth noting that um, about half the songs on the album were written in Peter's pre-kiss band called mm-hmm. Lips. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a it's kind of funny. Lips to kiss.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. It's it's something. It's barely anything, it's, but it's something. It's worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning, but it's really not. I'm I'm sorry for saying it. Uh, any final thoughts on Peter Chris's 1978 solo album? Yeah,
1: I've uh, I realized over this recording, I'm uh, I have a hard time justifying why I really like it. There's those few reasons, but I I I understand why a standard Kiss fan doesn't like this album. Yeah. However, I enjoyed this album. There's, right. so, there's songs I don't I don't like the the how heavy it is in ballads however I don't dislike most of the ballads yeah it's if... just like I agree with you completely it's just too many it's just too many
0: too many ballads um and you know what I uh, but I on on the flip side I do see your point I, I totally get why you like the boogie songs you know they those would have been a welcome break on a proper kiss record Yeah. have Two of those songs make it onto, you know, a, a a a fully merged Kiss album, and they would be like, I'd be like, hey, look at Kiss with the I horns I, coming through. I and, think if
1: we smashed a few songs right now from the ones we've covered of Jeans and this, we could get, a, we'd have a, a few good songs, a, a
0: much better album already just by merging those two. Yeah, we'd have a couple Jeans songs. Yeah, and no, I I know for sure that Ace is gonna have. Well, Ace has a for sure a couple great ones and. I'm sure Paul will have. Yeah, yeah, you know. I, just... I really
1: want us once we get through all four of them
0: to make. We'll make our the we'll, smash up album. We will. We'll and do find, it
1: and get a good. Well, I think we should each come in with an order
0: okay. of songs, yeah. which would be kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll be taking a break from uh, covering the solo albums, but I think maybe the next time we do them, we'll do Paul and Ace back to back as well, the way we did. Uh, Gene and Peter mm-hmm. might be a good idea. All right, so that'll close it up for Peter. I think Chris.
1: so. I, I I recommend people just check it out. If you don't, shut up. <laughs> what the fuck? Just give it a try.
0: You worked really hard on it. You just keep sneaking in these like little. Yeah, just, just to wrap up, you know, like people, you need to listen to this. Like, what? <laughs> no you don't Plus, there's one album you need to own it's Peter <laughs> 1978 solo album like it is, really isn't it is so inessential like like yeah you you owe me big time for reading that, that movie, <laughs> man that is like you are out of your fucking mind <laughs> oh, um I
1: apologize listeners for that I uh as I was about halfway through, I realized how long it was. I was what? like, I, I,
0: I started. I may as well just finish it. I committed to this insanity. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you got me all flustered now. All right. So after we review every album, uh, I, we make sure that we check in with our KISS Army status. And I have to ask you, Chris, are you ready to join the war? Or are you a draft dodger? I am afraid of what your answer is going <laughs> to be right now. Uh... If
1: there's different segments of the, maybe I did I used this bit last last episode. Anyways, if there's different Whatever. segments like the Air Force, all that. Oh yeah. Oh no, I totally did do this last week. I really like Peter Chris. Okay. I think he's great. You're a part of the Peter Chris army, aren't <laughs> you? <laughs> I am a. I'm I'm like in the midst of like boot camp for the Peter Chris Army. Mm. There, uh, I may not be joining up. I'm really getting a feel for it,
0: uh, but I I'm there. Right. So like you probably wouldn't end up being like a Marine or in the Army or anything. No, like, like a that, like a camp cook, a cook. Yeah. Like cook. There we go. A well, Peter Chris cook. You're <laughs> yeah. the Peter Chris. Or I'm Chris cleaning cook.
1: like a latrine or something.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like clean like the toilets or whatever. That's what
1: a latrine is. Is it? Yeah, oh. it's like a hole that you shit in.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, boy. Well, I learned something today uh, too. What? What's your Kiss Army status? I hate Kiss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: um, it's really come to a come to a fine point.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. You know what? Overall, I enjoyed that album more than Jeans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that because. Um, Jeans really sucked the life out of me., where <laughs> um, it it kind of just depressed me listening to it of just like how thoroughly inessential it is. And by the way, this album is thoroughly inessential, but at least I wasn't ever offended. And there were, there were parts, songs where my toes were tapping, but like, I'm never going to listen to anything yeah. on this ever again at, and, and until we make our mega mix. And, at and the very it least, it was so unlike Kiss that it was just a welcome break from Right, right. Well, get your ass ready for what's going to be coming because, yeah, that's a little preview. Um, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm a draft dodger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now we're gonna to go to um, one of our favorite segments. I mean, you don't deserve to read anymore on this episode, but it's a it's 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 a part this of this is the tradition. L- the segment that people like, right? So let's 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 hopefully get something entertaining out of this. And it's time for the Chris Kiss quote. Maybe I should just read that Texas A <laughs> <laughs> and M
1: uh, I there's a very good chance I didn't look at my notes. But I even if I did say th- say this quote before, it was worth saying again,. Okay. one day, I went out on a jet ski and lost control. It was dragging me all around the ocean. Eventually, I felt someone pull me out of the water and beat me back to shore. When I got the sand out of my eyes and I and got acclimated, I realized that Paul McCartney had saved me
0: <laughs> Peter Chris Peter Chris No, yeah, I don't think you read that one. oh. As soon as you started with, like, I'm riding a jet ski, I was like, ooh, this is good. So what, did that actually happen? Paul, Paul saved him? Uh,
1: I didn't do any further research, but if Peter says it happened, Scott, it happened. (laughs) I mean, good point. Especially with details like, it was dragging me all around the ocean.
0: (laughs) The ocean, yeah. (laughs) Um, no, that's fun. Um.
1: Well, he's just such a raconteur storyteller,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, completely out of context. Like, where the hell does Paul McCartney come from? I was expecting like Jesus or something like <laughs> that. You know, like some sort of like. That's what I noticed. There was only one set of footprints, kind of <laughs> bullshit. You know, no,
1: just uh, just Paul McCartney.
0: You just Paul. Hey, Peter, pulled you out of the ocean. You just one of one of the boys from Liverpool. <laughs> oh no. Gotta stop that. <laughs> or just or just go for it. Peter. You're the Ringo of your band. <laughs> he really is. I heard Ringo on uh on Howard Stern the other day. He was a kind of an asshole.
1: Yeah, I I can imagine.
0: But Paul is like the most charming, nice guy that there is. Like he's um he still sounds and looks amazing for his mm-hmm. age too. Well that's Yeah. The Beatles were a good band. <laughs> Well, that's not the original Paul, though. Oh,
1: yeah. You know who died in a car accident.
0: Paul's dead. That's fun. (laughs) I know references. Uh, So that does it for the Chris Kiss quote. You did a good job on that one, buddy. Um, So now it's time for my segment. Uh, Once again, we're heading back to Richmond, Virginia. For the people, let me get this off my chest. Tribute. This is track 32. Fuck. <laughs> I did something. know oh, that one <laughs> as always live he has to just hold it just a little extra just to get that the extra stink on that oh yeah that's stank yeah and that is some stank um oh that's a great segment <sighs> that's one from like back in the day which always like took me by surprise where it's like animals <laughs> We stop acting like people. We start acting like a bunch of animals. <laughs> Apologies to you, your ears, ladies and gentlemen. So I was delighted when that just happened to be the next track today. Oh. When, I, when I was just looking like, oh, let's see if track 32 is going to line up for a good one. Oh, ooh, that's some good stank. Oh. Thank you, Paul. Um, so um, now it's time for a very important uh, segment. And that's when I... Uh, I let you know your next kiss my assignment. Ooh, yes, this is gonna be a real special one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one basically for months now. Uh, I decided it was time to pull the trigger because um, this one snuck up on me. Um, and this one, this one, ha- this one happens to be—I don't have to do any homework for this one for okay. for the next one because I've heard it. I don't know, thirty, forty times now. Uh-huh. This is gonna be. Uh, 1987's Crazy Nights. Oh, boy. Yeah. You thought that Animal Eyes was insane? Get ready for Crazy Nights. Because this is where... This is... It's not really a metal album anymore. Because, you know, KISS really mm-hmm. went, like, went into the hair metal style. We're talking, we're talking pop rock. We're talking 80s pop. Right. Yeah. This is... Like going to be horrible, some horrifying. of the, some of some of the craziest, like several of the craziest in their catalog come off of Crazy Nights. I'm not exaggerating. Right.
1: What it's... if I've gone completely sane and I like this album? <laughs> I feel like you're gonna have to take me up behind the
0: shed and kill me. Yeah. If you like it, then there yeah, we'll have to have like a serious talk. What <laughs> <laughs> like, about I forgot... how
1: you broke me? <laughs>
0: like i've I've listened to it so many times. Like, um, there was one song that was like so in my head recently because it just kept getting played incessantly at work that like, and I've been working nights lately, whereas like I came home and I was it was like four in the morning, and I could not get this insane song out of my head. So finally, I just had to like feed the beast and like put up <laughs> put it on on headphones. and I just like sat alone in the dark listening to Paul Stanley, give the the craziest performance. Uh yeah, it's oh, going it's, it's yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun crazy nights. Yeah. So dive right into that yeah. one, man, cuz oh, I want I, right. I I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, um because uh we uh, don't like to be totally negative and Lord knows Chris wasn't this episode. <laughs> um we we do like to give a recommendation something uh something positive for you to sink in. I'll go first. Um I on um on Christmas, I was given something that I'd been wanting to read very badly, and it is the fucking shit. I'm actually not all the way through it yet, but uh, it's incredible. I'm just showing it right now to Chris. It's the Beastie Boys book. Oh yeah, written by Ad Rock and Mike D from the Beastie Boys. It's like I I had read like the first like thirty pages on um, a Kindle and then just like seeing like all the pictures and and stuff mm-hmm. and, and the way that they formatted it it's just the most beautiful book in the world that looks wonderful um completely curated it features like essays by like other people like like the 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 lady that was in the band bef- like like at one point when they were punk band mm-hmm. before um becoming like the beastie boys we all know they um she has an essay in the book and i don't know it's just so dense so thorough it's just it's amazing so that's she, fantastic yeah um, you can get it right now on sale for a pretty good price. So anyone, anyone mildly interested in the Beastie Boys, go go grab that book. It's uh, it's it's a real it's a real gem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Chris,
1: uh, I almost feel like I should forego any recommendations this week because <laughs> you uh, gave yours already.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it being the album that we reviewed, uh, I'm fine with that. You, you you did say everyone go listen to this. Yeah, I. I...
1: <laughs> I was going to come up with something about because I I've I've been playing video games for the first time in a long time because I have an Xbox now, so I was going to recommend something like that. But just listen to Peter Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you've you've yeah, your recommendation rights have been revoked for this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, everybody.
0: God. Um, it's fine. You know, we're all God's children, you know, we're all precious snowflakes and all that shit. Um, before we get out of here, um, oh, do you have anything to plug your Uh, show? Uh, yeah. If
1: you're, uh, if you're in Edmonton, uh, uh, we start previews on January 15th and we open the January 18th and then they run into the first week of February in Edmonton. And that's at At, the
0: Citadel. The Citadel Theater. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Mm -hmm. Um... Once again, I'll just throw out our, our social media again. We are at Detroit Talk City on, on Twitter, uh, Detroit Talk City Pod at Gmail dot com. Check out our Facebook group and uh, our website DetroitTalkCity.com. dot com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scatman Malone, and I am at El Chris Cook, L. Chris Cook. Mm-hmm. And I just like to apologize to everybody again. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I don't know if like, like I could forgive you, but thank you for like the uh, the effort. We're gonna have we're gonna have a talk off mic, <laughs> and uh, uh, remember, it don't mean spit to us. That's a Fox and Crocs production.